Shut up and sit down. It is a beautiful day because it's a third shift day, boys and girls. You're here for episode 217 of Third Shift, and it is the Halloween edition. <laughs> but did we do anything this Halloween? I don't think so. Because I didn't everybody... even think about it. Yeah, I didn't even see, think about it. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. This is our <laughs> Halloween episode, and we've always done something, but we didn't this year. Or did we? Maybe there's a five-star tale at the end of this day. Who knows? We'll find out if you stick around. Da-da-da. With me today, as always, is the inglorious pastor himself, Mr. Matt. And, of course, you got me over here. And before we get on to the show and what's going on, you know the rigmarole. What are you doing, Matt? What's this week been like, buddy? This week's been terrible. It's been a really awful week. But, as always, Video Game Land has saved it. Animal Crossing New Horizons. One of my villagers just moved out, so I got a new one in, Agent S. She's like this squirrel with like a motorcycle helmet on. She's a little tiny thing, all full of pep and energy and craziness. I don't know. She's a cool character. Animal Crossing's fun. It's just calming and relaxing to go do your dailies and, you know, do your stuff, say hi to everybody, sell your fossils, do your thing. And then, ah, I just feel like rearranging this whole side of the island this week or today. Ah, screw it. do 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 so, like I, I always say, there's not really much to say, but it's fun. I, I play it every single day, and I have little reminders on my phone now. Do your Animal Crossing dailies. Yes, sir, phone. Click, bing, you did it. You're great. Other thing I've been doing that's also great, Ghost of Tsushima, the Legends mode, playing the survival mode of that, my God, that is so much fun. I actually queued up for a gold-level survival mode, like, what was it, two or three days ago, whenever I texted you about it. Mm-hmm. And it extends the waves again by five more. And those fi- those final five waves are redonkulous. Absolutely like wild and crazy. I made it through with my with my pug of three random people. But man, that last wave, there were Onis I've never even seen before. And like all, all the ones that we're familiar with, just in giant clumps. They're just coming in. There's like no normal people anymore. But somehow me and these three randos made it through with no healer, by the way, which I was like, Triply amazed by. Shocked stunned. Yeah, that's crazy. But then getting getting that sweet loot. Oh, man. I was I had done a couple silvers at 80, and I was like, well, you know, it's kind of nice to get a little bit better katana over here, you know, a little type that I like a little better, ghost weapon I like a little better in this slot, but I'm not going anywhere. So did that gold. Now it's the, the numbers are piling up again. Cranking like, back oh, up man. for you. Just creeping back up. I did two more survival runs today on gold. <laughs> they were horrible. I think we got one. We made it through five waves and well actually two people quit in that one. So to be fair, you know, one person just dropped and then the other one immediately dropped after trying to explode us with exploding arrows. I don't know why they wanted to troll us, but that person dropped. We made it through like five more rounds after that, but two people on gold level, it just ain't gonna happen. No. But still, after that, since we made it through at least one boss wave, ping 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 ping, all kinds of good stuff. The next one I just did not too long ago was, I think we made it to around 17 or like maybe just over 20, somewhere around there. Made a lot of progress, but it just got too ridiculous. And those people weren't very good anyway. Not that I'm the greatest, but you know you know how it is. You're on a bad mm-hmm. team and you're like, well, maybe we can just scratch it out. Just scratch and claw it. Couldn't make it that time, but God, that mode is fun. 
even when I'm just doing horribly, it's still so much fun to be in that world, especially as part of a team. Because you go down, and especially on gold level, if you let somebody die and bleed out, the game's over. It's over. So it was always, someone will always come to help you. You know, and it just, I don't know, it just felt cool and it's fun and it's its dark and, and punishing and brutal. But then some of those extra abilities you get on some of those higher level gold weapons, oh man, there's so much good stuff in there. I love it. Not to mention, Matt, they got legendaries in this game. So somewhere in there, we're going to start seeing legendaries at some point, somehow, some way. I've seen them on lower end, so yeah. I know it's random, but I haven't seen one yet because, of course... My typical luck is I won't, but right, right. But I love the allure of it. You know, the the oh, I'm gonna get a legendary that's really just gonna knock me out of the park for a while. It's gonna be the mm-hmm. best. Can't wait. And then the very last game that I played yesterday, I had my PC on. I can't remember what it was I was doing on the PC. I had to check a Kickstarter or something. I was looking around. and I was like, man, what should I do? I got like 30 minutes. I don't want to do anything, whatever. I'm going to open up Epic Game Store, get the free games for this week. You know, and then I went to scroll to my library tab and I was like, ah, oh, Civilization Six is updating. I can't really play that. Plus, that's not a 30-minute game. What should I do? Ah, let me start up Into the Breach and see, see what this is all about. And I just went, oh, baby. I fell in love immediately. Mm-hmm. Now, that first battle, <laughs> one of the pilots died. And I was like, I'm sure he'll come back at the end of the battle. Nope. Mm-mm. And I went, okay, well, that ain't going to happen. Restart and then pick your other pilot and go through. And I, I just smashed through like five battles in a row. I was just like, this this is it. Now, obviously, it's it's hard. It's going to be it's hard. hard. Oh, yeah, it gets harder. But there's something about that, just sitting there and like looking at the, at the puzzle that the enemies have put together. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, if I move this guy, that frees him up to move, to move this guy, to hit this guy so I could move over here. Oh, man, it's good. The only thing is, I don't like playing games on my PC. It's not like I don't know Doesn't what it is. Doesn't feel about natural it. to you. Yeah. yeah, but man, you were right that whole time. Matt loves Into the Breach. Oof, it's good and it's beautiful, and I I can't wait to play more. I just might have to just download it for five bucks on PS4. Just or get something. five bucks to get it. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say you could for real cheap just get it on a system system and just play it yeah. there. But it's a good game, Matt. It's a great game. It Man. just gets really, really hard. And like I said, I started to get scared. And so I was like, oh, I'll get back to you into the breach. And I didn't because I was scared. <laughs> I was going to say, that's what's <laughs> terrifying. Because like we talked about with weapons in one of our Godfall conversations, either last week or the week before, like, you know, having your your pilots aren't really people. Like, they're just character portraits with a name. But man, when that pilot makes it through five big battles, I don't want to put him into a sixth one because he might not make it out of that one. Mm-hmm. He's been with me the whole time. Come on, maybe, maybe I'll just restart. Maybe I'll just restart the timeline, and then he'll be really cool, and I'll just make him the big one. But uh-huh. then if he dies in that timeline, I've already done these five missions. Oh my god! I, yeah, it's it's cool and it's stressful and it's it's like a puzzle and combat and tactics and strategy. I'm loving it so far. Can't wait to play more. What about you, Eric? What have you been up to this week? You know what? <clears throat> I'll tell you what I've been playing, Matt. I've been playing a little bit of World of Warcraft. Now, won't go into detail, but I'll just tell you that the Halloween event is active and going. It has been. I've been playing this game for a long time. Everybody, you all know, 16 years plus. And uh, there's an event, the Headless Horseman, during the Halloween event only one time a year. He arrives. You can go do him one time a day. and Well, you can do it on multiple characters, but you know what I mean. Right. And you can try to get his mount, which is a flying, fiery horse. Really cool thing. Well, I've never gotten it. 
I farmed this guy for years and years. It hasn't been all 16 because he didn't exist in, you know, the original World of Warcraft. But whenever he showed up, I've been farming him since. Haven't got it. So I've been playing World of Warcraft, getting on, basically just farming him, doing the little Halloween dailies and then logging off. Still haven't got him, guys. <sighs> Still haven't got him. I don't you know, I thought this was going to be the like the grand win. Like I've been playing no. for sixteen years. He hasn't been around, but I, every year I try every single day, and now I got and him. This is it. No, damn it. No, Eric, come on. We still we're still struggling, but the event's not over. I got like two or three more days here. And speaking of which, when we get off to the show, I got to run in and do my my whole shindig today for him. So <laughs> yes, a little bit of World of Warcraft on the plate, and then goes to Tsushima. I haven't actually been playing it a lot this week. We played it on Friday. We had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Did some rounds of it, had a great time, logged off. And then Matt, as he said, texted me and went, oh, man, I'm in gold doing things. And I went, yeah, we were supposed to be ready for that raid, which releases tomorrow or today when you guys are listening to this, probably. And I went, oh, I haven't touched it since we played. Oh, no. So this morning I was like, well, let me do at least one round. So I got on and did one round because that's all I had time for. Popped in, bloop, and then did one round of it. And went on silver because I'm not ready for I'm not I can't even get into gold yet. I'm not that key levels. And I was with these randos and we smoked it. Yeah. We smoked it. And I'm a Ronin. I'm a healer. And I'm busting out heals. I'm keeping those guys alive. I'm resing one of them goes down. They're thanking me. You know, they're doing all the who thumbs up. I did about second or third amount of kills. So I was even in the kill brackets in which, you know, for Ronin, that's not, a, that's not something you're supposed to be in. Cause right. obviously my big abilities are all heals. So I don't get to be all cool and go do like eight kills at once. The strikes or my hunter and shooting arrows everywhere. That's not, I get to heal. That's my big ability. Woo-hoo. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect to be in the top, but I, you know, I was performing. So I was like, yes, I was actually part of this team handling business. I wasn't just a scrub along. And we smoked it, had a good time. Everybody played their flute at the end, and we had nice. we had a moment, you know. I gotta say, I have been getting some good groups with the flute. This last one was the la- was the only bad one I've had. But every time I get I get in there, I start doing my flute. They they don't do it for round one, but they do it for round two. And then I play my flute and I start doing the the idiot spin, and then they start doing it. Wait, no, I actually did clear clear one whole survival match today because at the very end. All three of the other people were doing the flute and the spin. And I was like, this, this is it. You guys know this is the best. Perfect. See, if you if you all don't know, when you play Goose or Shushima and play together, you got to do the crazy spin and you play your flute and you have a good time with it. A lot of fun. We went through, I got some good loot, upgraded about six key levels, which still doesn't get me into the gold bracket, but at least I'm a little bit closer I was going to say, that's what disappoints me. Now, I'm getting that gold loot, and I'm getting, like, level 90 stuff, but I'm only starting to just creep. So we got uh-huh. we got to put in a, a good bit of work to get up to 100. But, yeah. I mean, it's fun, so we'll do it, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Which we'll talk about off-show, because we got a lot to get done in that game. So, been playing that just a little bit. Had some fun with it. And then, the coup de grace, the main event for me, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. All right, this thing's like a bone in the mouth. I've been just gnawing on it. I can't get over it. I can't stop. I can't play anything else till it's done. I beat it. I beat it. Hooray! I was so like, yeah, this is such a great game. Way longer than I was told it was going to be, but it's still fun. It's still incredible. The storyline and where everything goes blows your mind. It's so good. So crazy. And then for five seconds this morning, I loaded it up real quick. And I remember him saying something while the credits were rolling and I wasn't really paying attention because I was supposed to be doing something else. And then, of course, it has 
go back in. I'm like, all right, well, let me go back in. And it's, I was like, well, what are my trophies? It's like, get 30 S rank things. I didn't do that yet. Okay, 30 S rank. That means every, because there's only three things with 10 rounds each. I'm like, so I got to get everyone perfect? Oh, that's going to be a B-bang. But I, there's only 10 left I need a, you know, an S rank on. So I went, well, that's doable. And then the other one was get all the armaments, all the mystery files, which means you need to get an S rank and everything to unlock the bonus mystery files. And then, of course, all the armament means you need to do those battles to get the points to give all your characters to unlock all the armaments. I went, well, it's not possible. I'm pretty close. I mean, if I do get an S rank on everything, I get it, right? And I went, but that's still kind of wacky that every round you just got to get an S rank on. Well, I load in to the destruction to do one to see what it's you know all about. Went, what's this? They added area four, a whole new battle area that wasn't in the main game that uh, Ida, one of the characters, apparently unlocked for you to do post game, and it has more than just ten battles as well, ten waves or whatever you want to call it. And I went, <sighs> you got more to do, son. No, it's no, it's not, not a twenty-four, it's not... twenty-five hour game. No, man, get up in that sixty hours. You can do it. So I've already got 40 hours in, and now now i got to go through all the waves of this fourth area, fourth mm-hmm. district. And then, of course, on top of that, if I don't get enough to get, which I need 10, to get S rank, then i got to go through and find the easiest ones to get the S rank on and get finish up getting the S ranks for those because I'm three trophies away from the platinum. There, yeah. There's no way I can't get the platinum at this point. Right. It's too close. It's too close. The mystery files come with getting the S ranks. So you'll get those, and then getting the waves, which gets you the points to get your armaments up, and bada bing, bada boom, I got the platinum. So I'm like, damn, damn you, 13 Sentinels, how dare you do this to me? <laughs> I was so thinking, I'm like, all right, it's time to get an FF7 remake and blast through it. Just smoke it. Nope. Cause, no, no. So here we are, stuck again, folks. I can't leave. Nothing ever lets me go. It's the way the world works. God. <laughs> Now, let me jump back in because there is one thing I forgot to mention in my weekly recap. Speaking of things not letting you go, I did the same thing you did with Ghost of Tsushima. Since the Legends mode opened up, I realized my progress bar on the trophies, you know, it's 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 jumped a bit. So there's mm-hmm. more trophies. So I went, oh, what else is there? And it was, you know, Legends mode stuff, do this, do that, do the story modes, do the beat of gold survival, all this stuff. And I went, all right, cool. And then I went, hey, new game plus. Talk to this crazy merchant who's in New Game Plus. Oh, and buy something from him. Cool. And then beat New Game Plus again. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. I load in. I'm like, eh, let me see how fast New Game Plus is going to be. Your first quest is go find the merchant. You ride over to the merchant, and now you have like a new resource of ghost flowers that you can use on this merchant to get all kinds of charms that affect the way things, the whole game plays and looks. And then the most badass customizations I've ever seen. Look at these hats. These hats are awesome. Look at these masks. Look at these sword kits. Look at these armor colors. How can I not play this game again? Just speed run all the story missions, because I think they all give you ghost flowers in New Game Plus, because you don't need resources. I'm like, man, I'm going to have to play this again. And then, I, you know, I played one mission, but I was also like, man, this feels good. Being badass Jin from the end of the game, in the beginning of the game, feels so good. I'm going to have to do it all over again. I'm not going to do every single thing up and down the whole countryside, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to put on a cool hat, a cool mask, and have my badass colors going on. Oh, man. There's so much good stuff in there. And that's in, that's in the story mission part. Man, the coolest customizations there are. Now they're here. Jesus. 
Not even looking. I'm not going to go look, Matt. I can't. I got too much on the plate already. <laughs> I just got to put my blinders on. And that, that's going to be this lost time because I still got to do Control Foundation and all. Uh-huh. Like I said, FF7 Remake. And then, of course, the new systems and everything else that goes with it. Mm-hmm. Whew, not happening. Mm-mm. But speaking of things to sink a whole bunch of hours into, my release this week is a game I have been super hyped for since I first saw it, like two E3s ago, maybe. I don't even know when I first saw Watch Dogs Legion, but I remember talking about it on this podcast saying, I can't wait till that comes out. And then it got delayed, and then it got delayed, and I thought it got delayed all the way till 2021, but it's live right now, the day that we're recording this, the 29th of October. It's out for all the current-gen systems right now. I was scrolling through Twitter and went, hey, Watch Dogs Legion, here's our review. And I went, how? That's that's like Skull and Bones just disappeared into the ether. No, it's here right now, and I can't wait to play it, and I'll get into why in just a little bit. But in Watch Dogs, I think pretty much like the other two Watch Dogs games, this one takes place in London. There's kind of a private military police corporation that's kind of taken over the city. You know, the government's all corrupt. It's all fascist and trying to control the people with drones and technology. And you play as the hacker group DeadSec, who is out there to help out the people and overthrow the power and all the analogs to current society and all this other jazz. But what has me excited about it, you heard me say it. You play as the group, the hacker group DeadSec. You don't play as a single character. You can play as anybody, any NPC you find in this game. They all have abilities. They all have skills. And you you walk up, you scan them, you see, oh man, this guy's really good at like melee and stealth. Hmm. And you get to know him, you do a mission for him. He joins the group. Now he's a playable character and you can take his cool abilities into whatever missions are around and say, you know, there's a melee stealth guy. Cool. You might run across like a hitman dude who's really good at shooting guns. So you can play those missions totally differently depending on who you are playing and what skills you have. If this person's a super hacker, has got lots of drone skills, maybe you don't even have to do combat at all. You can just sneak and hack your way through and have your drones open the doors and fly in. You don't even have to be physically in the target location to complete the mission. All kinds of cool stuff. I love stuff like this because just like we talked about with Godfall and the weapons and making a story, like I referenced earlier in this episode, I'm going to find one character. I'm going to play as that character all the time, and that will be that character's story. And I'll have, you know pick out a couple more, and those will be the little that character's squad mates or friends. And we're going to go on all these cool raids together and in the story that I just made up in my head. And that's, that's the kind of stuff I love. That's why I'm excited for Watch Dogs Legion. Obviously, if you know Watch Dogs, you get technological powers. You're hacking drones and, and doors and cameras and turrets and all this other jazz or going in beating people up in melee or with guns. The play as anybody thing is what I'm most excited about. And, and I can't believe it. I heard it in the IGN review. You can also turn on a permadeath mode. So when you make these cool characters and they become your friends or you build this story in your head around them, these you've gone on this experience with these characters, you can play in permadeath mode. And if you lose them, they're gone forever. So it adds that much more tension and hype and excitement to every single mission you're doing. Do I really even want to take Billy on this one? Because it looks like we're going into the police headquarters. It's probably going to be really scary. Maybe I'll just get this other guy who I got who maybe his skills are better, but I don't really like him because he hasn't been with me on this whole ride because he's expendable. I'll do that. I'll get my favorite getaway driver. He's so cool. Maybe I'll get the backup dude on this one. Oh, man. I love this kind of weird, like, 
playing with the little army men stuff that's not even like part of the actual real story. That's why I'm excited for Watch Dogs Legion. It's out now for all the current consoles, developed and published by Ubisoft, and it's coming out launch day for all the next-gen consoles. I think this, when I get that Xbox Series S, this is the first thing I'm going to get on that store and download and play. Watch Dogs Legion. If you like sandbox, open-world type stuff, if you like messing around with technology and different ways to approach different missions, this is going to be the game for you. It's going to be the game for me. I can't believe it's out. I thought it was gone forever, but now here it is. It's a great day. It's a great week for Watch Dogs Legion. It's like magic, Matt. It's like magic how these games pop out. And I'll tell you what, another game, kind of like magic, but isn't magic. It's actually like cyberpunk future, is Ghost Runner. This is a game I had no clue about. I didn't even know it existed. I, I just popped out of nowhere, all right? Developed by One More Level and Slipgate Ironworks, published by All-in-One Games and 505 Games. And apparently, like I said, I had no idea, but released for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, October 27th. Ow. I went, what the hell is IGN and these folks talking about? What's this Ghost Runner? So I thought it was some kind of like crappy little indie, and I shouldn't say this meanly, but crappy little indie game, you know, just some weird title that I wouldn't know about. That's exactly what I thought. I saw it in your show notes, and I went, what is this? Ah, it's probably some little bippity-bop game. He's going he's gonna to crap on it. But then I looked it up. Jesus, holy it's crap. It's crazy. It's awesome, yeah. yeah. I was like, what in the hell is happening? How did this just escape me? So if you don't know, it's like I said, Cyberpunk, futuristic thing, apocalyptic event, messed up the world. This whole organization took over and started to control everything and everyone. These ghost runners, which are like super injected soldiers, came about. This particular one was asleep, wakes up, doesn't really remember what the hell's going on, gets told, well, he needs to go do this. So complies, starts to do it. Plot unfolds. Now, the whole thing to this game, first person, you are flying around. You want to talk about, and all the reviews said it, you know, and all by, I mean, like three or four, which I looked at, were like, it's like the ninja fantasy. And it is. It, it, it is. They are accurate in this statement. You fly around, w- running on walls like it's no big deal, no stopping you, no problem. You go into super focus mode. You're stopping, you know, the 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 t- pieces of machinery so that way you can hop onto them. You're shooting your little ninja stars through little hoops, hitting the little ping pongs to open up doorways so you can keep on running. You're using your ninja blade to just ninja slash everybody as you're going by. And of course, all of this is like a one hit, one kill. So you're over here just, boom, you hit them, they're gone. They hit you, you're freaking toast. So it's all about speed, quick, precision, and just landing those jumps, landing those runs, landing your freaking ninja star throws, and looking and feeling really badass. And at the same time, like I keep saying, it's like a platformer in ninja form. So you got to, on the fly, solve all these cool little ninja-like puzzles, like I said, by slowing down this piece of machinery that you can jump on. And then while you're doing that, throw your ninja star that's going to hit the switch. It's going to open the door, which you're going to fly through after you jump on that wall. It's all super, super cool. So I totally recommend everybody give this game a little checkout. Graphics look pretty cool. You know, the content, it's all there. It's all pretty this-gen. So I'm not, like I said, it's not some weird little just triple B title that you're going, what? No, this looks good, feels good, super good. I'm telling you, go look at it at least because this one slipped by me and I don't even know how, but it did. It is at some point in time in the future, being November, don't know when, coming to Nintendo Switch as well, which blows my mind. And on top of that, we'll be coming to the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X and S respectively, in 2021. 
whether that'll be like a free upgrade or not, I'm not sure. But being that so many games are doing that, I hope it is. Man, I wish Discord hadn't died in there because I am super hyped about Ghost Runner 2. I want to hear more about it. I wish I could have heard about it from you, but I'll hear about it in the edit of the show, I suppose. That's right. You sure the hell will, <laughs> Mr. Matt. And I'm sure we're going to hear about some shift codes in the upcoming future, too, aren't we? Absolutely. In the very near future, you're going to hear about shift codes for Golden Keys at Borderlands Game of the Year Edition and Borderlands 3. I think now we have two sets of shift codes for Golden Keys at Borderlands 3. Because Randy Pitchford dropped some just before the show dropped last week. And then, of course, as part of the Borderlands show, we got another set of shift codes today as we're recording this. So hit up the Twitter, the Red Forms, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Get yourselves a free loot in two fantastic games, but you're really going to want it in Borderlands 3 because there's all kinds of good stuff coming to that game that we'll get to in just a little bit. But for now... We're going to go ahead and tell you to go over to that PlayStation blog because they had themselves a whole little shindig just the other day. Talked about all sorts of cool games coming to the PlayStation 5 platform. And one of them, as you all might know or might not know, is Tribes of Midgard. We've been following it. We've been paying attention to it because we're super excited to play it. They put out a brand new gameplay overview video and then, of course, talked about it in the article and about some of the things coming to it. These are things we've already discussed, things we've kind of gone over a little bit. So if you need a refresher... Go over there and check it out. I will just state that it is coming sometime in 2021. I was still really hoping that we were going to get like an actual time time. But alas, we're still waiting. But the game seems to be coming along very nicely. That 10 player, up to 10 player co-op, man. Mm -hmm. I wish, as we said before, I had 10 friends and we could all actually do that. That would be incredible. Eight randos and us. It can't possibly go wrong. Yeah, it would never go wrong. Yes. But it's going to go wrong anyway because me and you are going to try to defend our, our tree by ourselves. And we're yeah. going to get murdered every time. It's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> South side's being overrun. Oh, the north side is too. I don't know what's happening. Help I need help me. down here. Well, I'm the only one up here, so I also need help. Okay. Circle around. Just run. Try- kite him. <laughs> kite him. Tr- kite him. Kite him. Oh, it's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm assuming, of course, they'll uh, temper that and make sure that if you're doing two players, it's going to adjust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but we joke. We jest. It looks great. Check it out. They also today put up their, hey, choose one. And they said, are you going to be playing co-op or are you going to be playing solo when this game rolls out? Go. So go over there and let them know what you're going to be up to so they can get stacked and junked and excited all about it, too. Tribes of Midgard, folks. And another game we're very excited about is Godfall. The PlayStation blog had another article about Godfall. PlayStation blog's blowing it up lately. This one, they were talking about the haptic feedback in, you know, the new PS5 DualSense controller, how that's going to make everything feel like you're really in the game. All that jazz. And then the way they're going to use the SSD for Godfall. Hey, guess what? It's going to mean like faster loading times and getting in and out of combat and doing all the stuff with, you know, all the, all the quick things. I don't know what an SSD is, dude. I just know it makes stuff fast come on man it does it does make stuff fast you know that's all you gotta know about it man all right that's what i'm telling you and now before we get into meat and taters i wanted to sidetrack for just a second just a second all right and i gotta get your opinion all right so the new systems come out november 10th 12th respectively right Mm -hmm. playstation just announced its november games and they got two games which are good games for the playstation 4 and there's another one Bug Snacks for PlayStation 5. Oh, yeah. It's one of your free games of November. This bothers me because I have PlayStation Plus. I subscribe to PlayStation Plus. I always have, always will. And I want my Bug Snacks. 
However, because of their shortage of supply of PlayStation 5s, and maybe this will make no sense later because maybe when I, you know, the game system comes out, there's going to be a ton of them at the store and I get to pick it up and it's not an issue. Right. But as of this moment, that doesn't seem likely. So if I don't get it and November finishes up and I don't get mine until December, I don't get my bug snacks. But I subscribe to PlayStation and I should be able to get my bug snacks because I wanted a PlayStation 5. I was there to get a PlayStation 5. <laughs> so it's not my fault I did not get one, but I don't get to I don't get to have it. That bugs me. I'm sure if you go to the PlayStation store via the internet on your computer right now, you'll be able to add it to your library there. And then get it later. Because there's the same thing with all the Vita games that they had for PlayStation Plus. I always added them on the store. That's true. I never so did had I. a Vita. And so, I never had a Vita either. I think you're in good hands with Allstate here. Well, I hope that's the case. You know, and now that you say that with the Vita, I do remember that being the case. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that carries forward with the PlayStation 5 stuff because, like you said, or and I said, it's a game that's for me. I paid yeah. for the service and they're providing me with said game. And therefore, I rate to have said game, especially since I intend to have a PlayStation 5 in the first place. Or maybe since the PlayStation 5 is brand new, it'll be like a two-month thing. Because then I'm just going to start giving away games willy-nilly on the brand new system right away. So maybe it'll be like, hey, your PlayStation 5 game is Bug Snacks through the end of the year. In case you get one for the holiday season, we didn't want you to miss out on it. Man, that's something a great company would do. Gee whiz. And they might do well, it'd save them money too because then you don't got to come up with a second PS5 game. Exactly. Game. So, so we'll see. I just wanted to briefly mention it and let everybody know that I was a little sad. But now you've brightened it up a little bit. Now, now you're making me go, well, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, we'll be all right. It's going to be fine. See, I've been positive, Jones. Now I'll be negative, Nelly, and say we're steering on into the Borderlands show, and I got beef right away. Oh, no. Who the hell is editing this thing? Why did they take giant screen grabs of people's faces and, like, blow them up? That was super weird, wasn't it? It was horrible. There was I was watching it on my phone at work during lunch. And poor Mitsu, I I got I got no I got no problem with Mitsu, but there was one time when he said they perfected the gameplay loop, and it was so zoomed in on his face, like his face filled the whole wide screen of my phone, and it was it was like he had mushed his face up against the camera, and I went no whoa, when, mm -hmm. and then they just kept doing it over and over and over and over all throughout the show. <laughs> Who's doing this? Don't do that anymore. If you're gonna just pop one person up, just. Have it be their Zoom meeting frame. But they zoomed in more than that. It was very unnerving. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I can't blame the show. I think it was Mitsu. Because I, I, that's no. his camera at his home. No, but like, they did how it. How would they be able to manipulate his face all the time like that? But they did it to Greg, too. It was, yeah, you know, they had the true. three up. I think what they times. did, because it got blurry, I think what they did was they took that video of the three of them side by side with the background and then just mm -hmm. boom, zoomed right in there. It was, ooh, yeah, I don't like You're it. right. I bet that did happen. Because, yeah, it was super weird and just, I was like, what in the hell is going on? So I kind of mm -hmm. like stopped paying attention to their faces yeah. and like listened to it and just yeah. like, all right, here we go. Podcast form, but listening and look at the <laughs> video when I needed to. So. <laughs> yeah, I had the same problem. I was like, that is what is going on. I do not see, need to see you that close. It's <laughs> it was just so weird. Oh, my God. But the rest of the show was good because they showed off all kinds of stuff. First thing that does not affect me that I did specifically want to mention, they talked about the Borderlands 3 Ultimate Edition, which is coming. So if you haven't jumped on board yet, the Ultimate Edition is coming for all you next geners. I think it was – was this also even on current gen where it had – yeah. Yeah, it had the base game. It had Season Pass 1 and 2. Obviously, you get all the side DLCs, all the everything with it. And then you also get 
the Final Form Cosmetic Pack, which we'll get to in just a second. But in addition to that Ultimate Edition, they also had like little step-down editions all the way down to just Borderlands 3 regular. You get Borderlands 3 with the Final Form stuff. You could get Borderlands 3 with Season Pass 1 and then all the way up to the Ultimate Edition. So like Greg said in a big zoomed-in face, cool to have all kinds of different skews for whichever which way you want to get Borderlands 3, man. And now you mentioned the Final Form Cosmetic Pack. Mm-hmm. Totally unexpected. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are they talking about? What? And then, of course, Greg reiterated that, hey, no, no, seriously, this isn't just a skin. Mm-hmm. They went ahead and redid the entire model, and I went, okay, all right, all right. And then they revealed them and showed them, and I went, oh, those look so good. Yes. Yeah. And then I went, but I'm not going to pay for them because I don't pay for things like that. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, but guess what? Did you buy the Ultimate Super Cool Deluxe Packs for Season 1? Did you buy all that? And I went, I did. It's free for you. And I went, yeah. Life is good. This is how life should be. I got a little sad when they first showed it off. Obviously, I looked at the flak one and I was like, that's pretty cool. But I like my flak is like a big, beefy, like homeless robot. I was like, I don't think I'll pay for it. But then they saved it till the end. They left Uh that little hook in your lip and then they finally reeled you in and said, oh, it's free if you had the season pass one or if you bought the Super Deluxe Edition. So it's going to go live on the 10th of November. And I got to say, I'm jealous because that Moe's one is really cool. I know. She's gone from yes. like a grunt to like the, the five-star general. The general. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, so good. Yeah, I saw that and I went, oh, yeah, we're going to be a five-star general. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Now, the thing that made me a little sad, though, was because I went, well, Eric, we're not going to be playing as our old school characters, though. That's true. Because we've already talked about it and we've agreed that when the new system comes out, we're going to go back through on new characters, mm-hmm. and we're going to play through with the upgraded graphics because, of course, they reiterated everybody, in case you don't know, that they went and not only just transferred it for free if you already own Borderlands 3 on the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, etc., over to the PS5 and Xbox, respectively. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get not only just a free transfer, but an upgrade, of course, as well. So you're getting, they went ahead and re, they're going to overhaul the graphics, 60 frames per second, all the stuff we've already talked about. You're going to get all that. And me and Matt were like, you know what? That's the time. That's when we get our new characters. That's when we go on the upgraded graphics, upgraded speeds, everything else. And we play through it again and have a rock and roll time. And then we're like, you know what? We don't even have to play through it again. We'll just boost up and then do all the DLCs and stuff. So I'm stoked about it. But I am sad because I completely and totally want to play some Moe's with that badass five-star general outfit. But I went, you know what? Zane looks pretty damn cool, too. That's so true. it's a it's a win-win. I'm all right with it. And what I am very interested to see, and I will still boot up Flack to see this, is they said not only do you get, you know, this Final Form cosmetic pack, you get brand new character models, but those character models also work with your existing cosmetics, your skins and heads. Now, they didn't say that it would... They didn't say if it would just be the same head on the new character model or if it changes to look somewhat different on the new character model. I'm hoping that's the case. But the fact that it's not just here's the pre-made skin and that's all you get and maybe change the colors around. Now you can you can still use your old heads in some new way on this new character model. That's pretty badass too. So you're coming built in with not just this cool new skin or cool new appearance but all kinds of ways to change that around because everybody's got mostly all of their heads and skins by now. The way they talked, it made it sound like it's actually going to be changed up to fit with your new character model. So it's not going to be some weird clipping issues or any kind of sort of problems going on. That's the way they made it sound. 
I don't want to say that's confirmed, but I think the way they were talking and implying it's all made for the new models. Yeah. So you'll be okay, respectively, wearing all those new old heads and and still looking pretty dang cool mm-hmm. with your horse head on your new uh your new model there. Horse head or that big dumb bird head. Oh, oh yeah, man. that's a good. Just one. the best. They're so good, <laughs> and they're gonna so good with the whole you know the gobbler that's coming. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The waddle gobbler. You ever yeah. get the new waddle gobbler heads? Yep, mm-hmm. that's right. You heard about that? Oh, I can't wait for those. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Come on, Gearbox. <laughs> you just got a few weeks left. You get... We I talked mean, about this last year, you guys. Come they on. didn't do it last year, so they're gonna have right. to do it this year. It's a surprise, mm-hmm. brand new waddle gobbler event. They'll launch it right in time with Borderlands three on the next gen consoles because it's just oh, it's two weeks it's away. It's gonna be so good, right? Yeah, there you right. go. Go in and defeat the waddle gobbler. He's back, everybody. Oh, I cannot wait. You know what? And put him on the uh, the Zero Logos planet. You know? Yeah, Zero Logos. Know, yeah. Yeah. Put him over there. Make him super weird. Have him as soon as you beat him, and you think he's done. He explodes in feathers, and then out comes Cthulhu. You know what I mean? That's exactly it. Go nuts. It. Have fun. It's I was going to say great. that, or, or he explodes in feathers, and you fight like his twisted heart that has all these tentacles all around it. Perfect. See? Still keeping in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Last year, we wanted it to be a Malawan round table where they were all going to enjoy the turkey, right, and yeah. it ended up being the Waddle Gobbler. This year, you know what? Go to go over to that planet and have him become a weird Cthulhu monster afterward. We're changing it up for you, Gearbox. We're giving you the ideas. We're telling you what you need to do. We want to help you. Because what better place to resurrect the Waddle Gobbler than this horrible dark ritual world where all the cultists happen? Exactly. This is the moment. This is where you can shine. I want to see it. I have faith. I have hope, Gearbox. Don't let me down. <laughs> uh, and speaking of things they didn't let us down on, obviously we've talked about the new skill trees last week and how excited we are for this and that and the other thing. They also had on the Borderlands show, they had Tommy Westerman in from Gearbox to talk all about skill trees. And for some of us, like me, I didn't actually like go and play Amara, so this was the first time seeing that orb, that elemental orb in action, the way it kind of swoops up from the ground and then you know she knocks it all around. Pretty cool to see that in action. And then I did want to point this out. I put it in the show notes, but they asked Tommy Westerman about that question that Everybody's been asking, I think since like since they ever announced that they don't want to do new DLC characters, they want to do skill trees. We've talked about it a million times on the show, but I appreciated his answer that I don't think I've heard in relation to this question before. Of just It's another step in their quest to make your playstyle your playstyle, making your Vault Hunter unique. So if you join up as Amara and I join up as Amara, pretty much guaranteed unless we're just following a specific build our Amaras will be unique. We'll have different play experiences even on the same character because now we're branching out even further with the new skill trees. I, I mean, I said it back when Borderlands 3 started and they first started talking about play the way you want. I love that. So good to see that that's carrying on into the the visions of the new skill trees and the evolution of those too. My only big takeaway here was once again, that whole uh, that trap ability that throws grabs all the enemies and tosses them up to the air periodically. Yeah. I keep telling you, man, that looks that looks really damn good. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> it looks good. The radius looks really nice on it, and it doesn't look like it's so random and slow that it's not going to catch anybody because you saw multiple enemies in that same area get thrown up several times. It wasn't like one time they're out of it attacking you. And he did say, I think it was Tommy specifically saying, oh, yeah, and you can also boost up the radius to make it like half the battlefield anyway. And I, 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 
I started, I started just like shifting in my chair. I was like, man, I don't know. I might have to look at that trap. Oh man. Don't, don't make me respect my character and do a different thing. Man, no, I like doing be, my it's own It's going to be a beautiful match. It's going to be beautiful. <sighs> and we're just standing there shooting them like fish in a barrel. No mm-hmm. problem. No huss, no fuss. And imagine <sighs> that with my new skill set where I'm setting them on fire and just burning the living hell out of them. Ah. Burning bouncing balls all over the yep. place. Just over and over until we win. Easy peasy. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> all right. All right. And then, of course, while we're doing that, and while we're doing all those cool skills, we can then learn to play our characters with no skills. That's okay? right. Because <laughs> they said, hey, Graham Timmons went on and went, hey, the arms race is coming, everybody. Everything you guys have been hearing about, we got it coming for you. November 10th, whole thing. And I went, what the hell is this all about? We talked about it in one of our episodes. I was way off base. You were off base. We were all off base. We were off base, but we were kind of right. Because I said you could just drop people into Carnivora for this type mm-hmm. of thing. And it is a Pandora game it show. It is a Pandoran game show. That's what Carnivora was. So, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. We weren't too so off base. It, that's we got, true. That's we, true. We, we, we're just like leading off. We're going to steal second. We're, we're just a little off base. We're ready to go And then back, a whole, though. you know, division. X, you know, getting your getting your weapons out of the uh, the. That's the true. Yes, zone, you have to extract zone. out of the dark mm-hmm. zone. You're right. Yeah. See? So there's, there's some pieces in there that uh-huh. we were all right on. Now, so if you don't know, all right, the new arms race, it's a whole separate mode, whole thing you go into, whole new area that you pop into. You go in with your character, you get no skills, none of that. It's all about the guns, it's all about the loot. So you go in, and you're competing, shooting off baddies, going from area to area, grabbing loot, changing out your guns, until such a time that either A, the smoke, Fortnite style, rolls in and keeps kind of compressing you, compressing you, compressing you through this whole new area, or B, you feel like you've gotten what you want out of this set area. So if like you're hunting because there's going to be like 20-something new uh, unique pieces, legendaries mm-hmm. out of here. Got what you want. You just want to get it out. You can go to the extraction or you can go to the last boss and immediately take down the boss and then end the whole shtick. Now eventually over time, like I said, the whole haze closes in and forces you into that center where the boss is at and you have to confront the boss and then end the encounter. And I think he said, what, it was a 25 minutes? Yeah, he said like around 20, 25 minutes-ish. Okay, so the whole encounter takes about that long, but you can end it sooner if you wish to. Now, I think this is really neat because, as he said, they had to redo everything. Because they had to balance all this around your gun skills and the gun damage from said loot that you get. They couldn't take into account your skills, your supers, your your abilities, any kind of thing like that. So that's a lot of work. When you've got to go in with all your mathematicians and all your numbers and just reconfigure everything to be based off this one particular mode. And I was impressed by that. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I like the idea of that because, like he said, it squares the playing field. So you go in there and someone could be playing for 600 plus hours, have all sorts of cool you know, perks and everything else that you get. None of that matters. You're going in here fresh as a lamb, just like everybody else. And hoping to get some good loot as you're looting and killing to keep you moving forward and then hopefully get, you know, whatever the hell it is you're in there looking for. Yeah, I I like the idea of this. I will be sad that my skills won't be there because Borderlands to me is action skills and right now Mr. Beef and having my one play style that I never deviate from. So that makes me sad to not have that. But at the same time, it'll be something fresh and new and it won't 
and what I appreciate is, you know, they were talking about how each time you drop in, maybe the enemies and enemy encounters will be different. There'll be different modifiers to what spawns where. And they said like there were things that chase you all around the map, all kinds of different things to vary up that gameplay loop, which is what I want. That's what I need. Cause if you and I, you know, you and I could do D- the DLCs again and again and again all mm-hmm. day long. But if it's all just the same kind of thing over and over, that's when that's when I start falling off. So this seems like a cool way to farm and get loot, but also have it be at least a little bit different every single time. Plus, who knows what that run's going to be. Maybe I didn't get any legendaries this time. Maybe you got a bunch. But the next round, I'm getting a ton of legendaries. You're getting nothing. Or we're all getting cool things. Plus, what I also appreciate is so many legendaries that I pick up that I find... They don't work with my build. My build is all about shooting fast and reloading quick. So I get like a big shotgun that shoots the big orbs that does nothing for me. In this mode, that's going to do something for me because that's the Uh only thing I got. and That's the best thing I got. So that I'm excited about to kind of be able to appreciate the loot, the actual guns that are in there a little bit more as opposed to just I have my OPQ system and that's what I'm built around and that's it. That's it. And that's where I get excited here too is because as you said – it's a whole different dynamic because in, in classic Borderlands, you've got all your action skills, you got all your perks, you got all that. And so they adjust the enemy's health bars and everything for that. And this, it's going to be more along the lines of your, your Call of Duties, your, you know, your other games where it's, no, your guns and the baddie. Mm-hmm. It's all about what gun skill you have, what you're shooting at the baddie, how much, where you're, you're critting them or not, you know, your traditional kind of first person shooter stuff. You haven't seen that in Borderlands. Yeah. So we get to have a little taste of just what Borderlands Call of Duty style is a little bit. Obviously, it won't be one for one, but you know what I'm talking about. Right, right. That's that's cool to me. And then, of course, over top of it all, you got Axton and El Salvador mm-hmm. commentating and hosting the whole event, which is cool because, you know, we've all wondered what the hell happened to those two. Yeah. Are they dead? Everyone's been speculating, you know. Well, maybe not. And on top of that all, they're going back for that old school Borderlands feel. Mm-hmm. So they want to get you the old school Pandora and, and get that feel of like, you know, Borderlands 2, early Borderlands 2 era instead yeah. of Borderlands 3 era. So I'm excited to see how that all looks and how it all is put together and where the story goes with those two, if it goes anywhere. I don't know if it's supposed to be like a set piece in the past, you know, right, or right. if it's going to be something happening right now. I don't know, but we'll find out. The more we talk about it, the more excited I get. When I first saw it, I was like, man, Mr. Beef and Gawa Burst are gone fooey. But I don't know, just the whole new way to play Borderlands, another fun thing to sink some hours into. I can't wait to play it, and you won't have to wait long to play it either there, friends, because it's dropping on the 10th of November, just like all the other good things we've been talking about. I think we said that this was dropping then already. And also, if you can't wait to get more arms race or get more eyes on it, tomorrow as we're recording this, probably today as you're listening to it, the Bordercast will be having the first hands-on live actual real playing of it going on at noon Eastern. I don't care about Pacific time. You get out of here with that nonsense. So if you want to check that out, twitch.tv slash Borderlands. Catch some arms race with Mitsu, Tess, and I think Killer6 and Jolt's Dude? Or is that Jolt's the other Dude. dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go check them out. They'll be playing it. If you want If you want more taste, if we've whetted your appetite for a little bit of arms race, go check that out. Yeah, I will be watching because I want to see what the hell it's all about, how it actually plays, if I'm completely inaccurate and in saying that's more of a you know, first-person shooter standard kind of game. If right. it's still got that whole, you know, HP flare thing going on. We'll find out tomorrow. Cannot wait. And also, of course, I don't know if they'll show any storyline, but 
you know, just curious to see how it all plays out in general. And I think that pretty much wraps up the episode. So what are you guys thinking about Arms Race? Are you excited about it? Are you sad about it? Because your little loader bot that you just are going to get the same day you don't get to bring into Arms Race? What a, what a terrible thing or what a great thing. Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. And you can even find us there on Facebook on Third Shift. We are over there on Facebook. And you know what? We got a couple new followers over on Facebook. I was what? like, whoa, Facebook's still alive. This is beautiful. <laughs> so we're there. We're kicking. We're doing our thing. So go check us out on there. And as Matt said, you can also check us out on all sorts of other platforms. But most importantly, on that Patreon where you can throw us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks. It would help us out. Keeps the lights on. Keeps us in the money. You know what I'm saying? Buying the games. Keeping you informed. Because guess what? How are we going to get this uh, Season 2 pass that's going to cost 30 bucks? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine. Without your support, we might have to go out into the streets. All right? And I'm just saying, we'll do it because we love Gearbox that much. That's right. But having your support would make it so much easier. So please consider throwing any kind of bucks our way. We treat it just like a tip jar. If you can't, though, there's other stuff you can do, like five-star ratings on those iTunes, the thumbs up on the Facebook, the likes, the hearts, etc. on the Twitters, the follow subscriptions over on Twitch, the mailbag questions. All that keeps us rocking and rolling for you to keep listening to us. Absolutely, it does. And speaking of listening to us, you can listen to us on November 5th, when that very next episode drops. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do, children. And now, for a story. <laughs> so... A five-star story, I think, is in tune for tonight. And I will say this. Long ago, but not so long ago, there lived two brothers. They had grown separately amongst themselves and come together. They had an idea. They said, hey, we should start a podcast. We should do this thing and become so famous and popular. <laughs> they had this idea. So they moved into the same house. They quit their jobs. And they went full time for the show. Now, they did not know the troubles and the problems that would come. They were simple-minded, naive, some might say, as to how difficult this was. But they went after it anyway with with just a, such a flair, such a, such a, just a gumption. And then they realized that metrics were real. That you needed five-star ratings for people to see you. What sense did that make? It made no sense. Why can't people just find you based off how well you're doing? Doesn't matter. You needed these five stars. And now they'd heard a tale. They'd heard a tale that people themselves were five stars, that other entertainers would die off sometimes, would fade away and become a five star themselves to feed the others that survived. Well, this is a true story, because we've heard it before, we have. Now these brothers, they were not sure if it was true, but 
Well, desperation, folks, it'll get you all, won't it? And over time, one brother kept looking at the other brother. The other brother wasn't as good as the one, and he slowed him down. He swore he did. He said, I'm better than you. I do more than you. I participate more than you. And he couldn't take it. One day, that brother snapped. And he came home. He waited early for the other brother to arrive from his silly little job. And he said, hello. And he said, hello. And he sat down. And then the other brother sprung. Oh, he cut that brother up. He cut him. He cut him into pieces. All the little pieces. And then he took his entrails and he formed little stars all over the floor. And he took his skin. And what he did, boys and girls, he took that skin and carved it into five stars all over the walls. He pinned the skin of his brother into five star categories. And then the bones. Oh, he wasted nothing here. He's, he transcribed the bones into five stars all over the house in strategic locations that he would not disrupt. Because, you see, he'd become obsessed with the five stars. He must have them for the show to be popular, to be famous. And he sat there, boys and girls, staring at his former brother. Now, all the five stars any poor girl could ever wish for. Yes, he did. He loved it. Oh, he loved it so much that he sat and he sat. And he gloried in the fact that now his brother had become so many five stars for him. But not just for him, for his brother too. Because he was a part of it all now. He was five stars, not just one. That's how he justified it. No, my brother is more than one. He is all the five stars I'll ever need. And he sat, and he sat, and he stared, and he stared. And well, as you can imagine, he lost his damn mind. He murdered his brother and chopped him into bits and turned him into five stars. So he sat and sat. Until finally he wasted away. And he perished there on the ground in the midst of this old rubbled house, staring at all his five stars. Now, the kicker here, folks, is he never did another show. Never. So this was it. All the five stars he'd ever wanted at his footstep, but never another show. So did it matter? Did the five stars matter when the show never made it again? Or was the show more important than the five stars in the first place? No one will ever know because he perished and faded away and became a five star himself for some other schmuck out there in the silly podcasting world. (laughs) And both of them failed miserably and gathered and gained nothing. So the moral here is you gain nothing, you lose nothing. And nothing matters, and you can't win, and you can't lose. <laughs> Happy Halloween, boys and girls. <laughs> and with that, there's nothing else to say, but... Don't do. forget to say Sit down.